Okay, so here we go, guys. Uh, so today we're going to talk about a lot of old 80s animation cartoons and the reboots that follow them, the quality reboots that follow them, and the not-so-quality reboots, because uh, we go through talking about starting with the upcoming Shira uh, animated flick, the Netflix Voltron Legendary Defender, streaming now on Netflix. Oh, <laughs> and then we roll back around to, like, why Thundercats Roar might not be the best idea as a reboot to Thundercats. Um, that and a whole boatload of technical difficulties as, uh, as uh, Bo and Mike try to join me, Mike, also Mike, uh, in talking about these matters. It, bear with us. Play the music. I'm your freak of the week. cartoons because teen titans came up uh we're we gonna finally jump into thundercats well i was thundercats gonna go to no. teen, T teen titans first because that was I actually I, you know like they don't even care like thundercats raw is failing before like it even, it even comes gets out. off the ground well that's what i was gonna talk about because it know, was not received well successful reboots is thundercats raw no yeah. it was not received well at all well you know what didn't help this trash well, yes, that didn't help. But what really didn't help is when you hear the creator kind of say the old cartoon was this goofy... You know, when he disparages it. Maybe not hard Goof disparage it. Yeah, yeah. But you're like, wait a minute, guy. Yeah. We watched the same cartoon and I took something out of it. Like, animation-wise, I love all the animation that's coming down the pipe. Including the animated Voltron series. Castlevania... Did you watch it? The latest Castlevania season of Voltron. and Voltron. Did you watch the last season of Voltron? I have not. Okay. Oh Jesus! I have to say, it is probably one of the best seasons, if not the best cartoon, I've watched yeah. in a very long time. Okay, let's not overhype it up because you know. Right. That's it'll, dangerous. It'll, yeah, yeah. I will tell you this: they do not let you down on Lotar. No. No, they no, don't. They do not let you down on Lotar. <laughs> not at all. Which, wow. is, which is funny where I remember Lotar being back in the back in the day. I liked classic Lotar. You sir. did, you did. I admit, you were one of the few classic fans. Like of classic Lotar. He was such a smarmy piece of crap. I, I remember having these discussions with you when, when he's we were spewing up. crap to the Voltron Force while standing on his little ship, and then getting on the com and going, "Princess Allura." Because I'll say this, none of the he might he like like everything Lotor did basically in the original series basically boils down to yeah, Dad, I'll go stop Voltron. Oh, Princess Allura, holla 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 because that's all he did. Can I get them digits, Princess Allura? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, they're shooting at me. Allura, let's do this. I know I'm evil. Come on. Hey, 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 Allura. You want to go get some coffee? You like you like my dark? snake eyes? He's like, you want, yeah. You, you like my snake eyes? <laughs> you want some blue milk, baby? <laughs> like, also, guys, the, the original Voltron enemies were not that memorable. Oh, my God. They, 
they need to stop with how many memorable enemies they got down. Yeah, now it's like, wow, I want to watch all of them. and find Repeat out, that? Yeah, yeah, I got it. And find out what all of them are up to. Wow, he is barking just on you. Yeah, so we got a dog in the recording room. <laughs> oh, I love Bossy. It's okay, Mike. Oh, no, he's a little Bossy. <laughs> no, no, no. We we, 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 we we don't condone uh, harm to animals. We love animals. Mostly. Yeah. Be nice to Nature Bossy. is our friend. Sometimes. It's like Bossy does want to bark when Mike is talking all of a sudden. Dude, you need to get your dog laid or something. Like, that is one strong dog. No, he's a, he's a herding dog, Bo. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, <laughs> it was a 50-50 shot. His mom wasn't a barker. His dad was. We took a chance. <laughs> <laughs> and you lost <laughs> the draw. <laughs> we lost. Oh, I love your, the look on your face for this. I wish everyone could see this. Mike has this, like, I love you, dog. But God. <laughs> oh. So this reminds me of uh, Gross Boss, Point Blank. Come, come, come. Where he's like hound hitter, pooch puncher, poodle, pu poodle puncher, poodle, poodle puncher, come. hound hitter, doggy doer. <laughs> yeah, but As Bo, only you Dan really... Aykroyd can deliver it. What the fuck? One second. Miss Elliot, hello, how are you doing? Good evening, Mr. Rod. I'm doing fine. How are you? I am recording a podcast right now. Oh, well, I will have to get later. Yes. Okay. Goodbye. I love Ain't you. Ain't your thotty behind on vacation? Go back to vacation, Miss No Wi-Fi. She, she can't hear you. You're in my ears. <laughs> That was random. Because, mm. yeah, the most memorable one I re uh, that, you know, stuck with me growing up was Hagar. Yeah, because yeah. that bitch was scary. Well, they yeah. always had the most, like, scary and dramatic music with her all the time. No, it's because she's Sven. Sven. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, she, al she also had a lot of innuendo, which was unfortunate. <laughs> She, she was also the dangerous yes, one. Yes, my king. I'd do anything for... <laughs> she's the only one who hurt anybody in the Voltron Force. Right. And the king kind of came, came was, off comical. He was a fucking clown shoe. And Lotor was definitely comical. The king was actually less dangerous than Lotor, so that yeah. just tells you the low bar we're working with there. <laughs> so, meanwhile, yeah. Dream, DreamWorks Voltron Legendary Defender... Streaming now on Netflix. <laughs> Keep on working on that advertising money, Mikey. So, Voltron, um, uh, Legendary Defender, like I said, streaming now on Netflix. Oh, my God. I want to talk so much about it, Bo, but I guess we'll have to save that for another time. We'll have to do it for another podcast. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, but you you need to catch up. You caught up on your Luke Cage, so right? I'm still trying to get through Luke Cage. All right, but we're talking cartoons. 
Well, what's another one? Um, like Thundercats. Well, no, we're gonna finish Thundercats that up. roar. You really want to talk about that dead in the? No, it's just they had a vision. <laughs> uh, never mind. <laughs> that dog is sitting there like I turn. <laughs> Shut your mouth, motherfucker! <laughs> Shut your you. You want some cake? <laughs> you want talk? <laughs> Where's my biscuit? Where's my bowl? Huh? Why we at? We ain't at the beach, man. Pops. Oh, and that's the other thing. In my neighborhood right now, people are firing rockets. Cause you know. Oh, that already? sucks. Oh yeah. That always sets off bossy, yeah, man. Everything sets off bossy, to be fair, but. Oh. That's not true. We haven't heard bossy. You know, Mike, bring Bossy to the microphone. Let's get some Bossy Foley so we can, so I can, so I can run him on the end of these recordings. Because I don't know if you guys listen to this, but after the after the credits, there's a duck quack. Oh, is there? <laughs> All right. So the high is definitely Voltron. Defender, uh, defender. Legendary the, defender, yeah. Legendary defender, and the low is. Thundercats Roar, which has gotten universally panned before it's even gotten off the ground. Yeah. Well, it's, like Mike, it's like Mike said previously. What is your target audience? Cause I, Seriously. Because I understand what happened with uh, t- teen, uh, I mean, teen Titans Go. Basically, they had a young audience. They decided, no, we want an even younger audience, so they went for it. Uh, the people who were older decided, nah, it's not for me. And the young kids liked it, but they were within a generation enough that they were still fresh in the memory. <clears throat> Dun- yeah. Thundercats is a 20-year-old cartoon. Yeah, it had a reboot, but the reboot was barely around and barely watched by enough people. So yeah. who was your target audience? Because it's not adults, obviously. It's well, not, it's, the ones it's who not unlike that movie that they did, the, the Gem and the Holograms movie. Yeah, who was the audience for that? I have no idea who that demographic was. Like my sister, who's thirty-five now, listened and watched, listened to and watched that show, and she was not the demographic they were aiming for. Let me tell you something: if they did Gem and the Holograms right and aimed it at the target audience that watched it, it might have been successful. But they that wasn't Gem and the Holograms anyway when they did it. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? They didn't do Gem and the Holograms. Where was the fucking holograms? (laughs) <laughs> you know, there was there was. Uh, look, if they're gonna do a twenty-plus-year-old cart animated series, and you're gonna try to Steven Universe it up or whatever you're doing with your fast and loose animations, no, don't insult Steven Universe with that Thundercats raw garbage. Steven Universe it's a stylized is actually, choice. Yeah, that's insulting to Steven Universe. These motherfuckers, because <laughs> Steven Universe is very fucking entertaining to watch. But at the end of the day, he's right, though. Like, what are you doing taking a 20-year-old intellectual property and <clears throat> trying it out on a bunch of kids who have no reference? That's what I no say. No context, and yeah. And you got to remember, Steven Universe is actually, a, like, has some serious and nostalgic touching moments. Then the cats roar look like clown shoes idiot knockers. I mean, it was just nonsense. Like, my, my stabby stick. What? <laughs> yeah, you see, I don't like Steven Universe, but I give it credit that it it's actually a serious cartoon that sells its messages well. 
<laughs> you know, on an audience that's young, you know, whatever. Thundercats, that's obviously they're not going for a message here. They're just going for zaniness. And when it comes to zaniness, they don't even do it that well. You know? <laughs> the original cartoon was zany. <clears throat> the only thing I th- the only thing I could think of that they're trying to pull is maybe the furry market? You know, the cat people market? But <laughs> even that... No. <laughs> no, sir. They are not aiming for that market. No, I'm I mean the, the anime cat people market. I don't know. I mean, look how long um, Adventure Time, Steven Universe, how well Adventure Time, Steven Universe, and Over the Garden Wall, things like that have, have done. They, they knew what, they, what audience they were trying to attract. They created something new, and they went there. And all three of those things created something new, but made it feel old. Like, they put nostalgia in it. They, they, they knew how to make nostalgia make their cartoons work, and success rolled right into their pockets. And that's why Thundercats works amazingly so, because it acknowledges the nostalgia without completely being a slave to it. It does It's just the right touch. You mean Voltron? Yeah, but Thundercats... Mm-hmm. You meant Voltron. You meant sorry, Voltron sorry. said Thundercats. Sorry. Voltron. Voltron does it really well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There, there, is a, there, is, there is an acknowledgement of its uh, history and its past. Yeah, because if you look at Voltron, Voltron... Uh, Legendary Defender, the Netflix show, now streaming, is is like now it, streaming uh, on Netflix. <laughs> it it what it did is it took the it took a lot of small little side concepts and acknowledgments. Like you could you could almost say they spent every one of these seasons to explain why the color of the lions and the uniforms didn't match. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <clears throat> no, Mike. Uh, and yeah. you can leave it at that, and but but the way they go about these things to make it work is you, acknowledging what people know about the show. They, I'm their target audience, but I'm going to sit there with with other people who didn't watch this show when they were kids, and they're going to bring them in too. So also, because it's yeah, they're getting all audiences across the board. Also, we have children. Or nieces and nephews and things like that. Going to mm-hmm. see that I, I, I do that this thing is cool. I'm watching it, and therefore they're going to watch it too. But it doesn't treat its audience, whether they're young or older, like idiots. Like an it afterthought. Even, yeah, it even has um, goofy moments. It doesn't take itself too seriously, but it also doesn't make a joke of itself. Right. And you know me, I'm a purist, right? I have very... If you're going to do something that was done a while ago, try to stick as close to it as you can. When they did with Pidge what they did what they did, I'm like, no, it makes perfect sense. That's fine. I'm good with it. Make yeah, I thought that was stellar. I can't, I, yeah, yeah. yeah I, they I, made, I can't even they made, knock it. They, yeah, they made their changes that they did be more important than what it's coming from. Like, because the changes that they did was so works so well for the character concepts in the story when taken with the earnest that they're doing it right now that whatever changes they did roll past you with ease because it fits better. It and works because better. they they tried to make it such a great story because they yeah. took the time to tell a story about it and be entertaining about it. It didn't feel forced or token or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, it just felt like a natural storytelling process, which I appreciated because I was like, this is a great story. I like this. 
this is very clever or well thought out or just nuanced and I appreciated the nuance and I said you got this this doesn't feel ham-fisted at all well yeah. my, my standout thing is how they handled Princess Allura because obviously as the as the the main female character and the only female character at the first season you would figure that you know they're gonna they're gonna do things to promote her because oh you know you need to get a female audience and you need to spread that message you know and that would be annoying normally works smoothly yeah but what they did they did it so smoothly they made her a person first yeah and then because, they gave, yeah yeah because it was never about the fact that she was a girl yes it was the fact that she was this person who had all these experiences and had all this personal stake in everything and that's where the storytelling was amazing which oh. is funny which is funny because in the original Voltron she, it was yeah, always was about it was always about she's a girl and she's got to try hard right. and make it yeah actually they like the, they the, back it. then they were they were working it hard like well, no they, i'm not we, just a girl i can we, do this we, too we, like we we know they wanted to sell toys okay like that that's the whole decade okay no but I, I like how subtly mike picked up on certain elements with her when they revealed them clearly like when she whipped somebody when she's throwing dudes through walls <laughs> and doors made of steel i'm like Good lord, she uh, comes from a strong race. But, but yeah, what? she, what, what I like is, yeah, what I like is they made her cool, and she happens to be a girl. It's like, okay, that's that's what you gotta do with characters. Yeah, yeah, so it's, it's, them... it's, 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 it's an enjoyable byproduct, right. absolutely. Because the story's so good. And for me, my favorite, per my favorite uh, takeaway from this is actually uh, her caretaker. Because he's amazing. He's done so nuanced, so well. Because I actually in the original, hated him in the original cartoon. Yeah, yeah. In the original, he's just there. And he's the starchy guy. But in this one, he's starchy for a purpose. He's starchy? He just, and, <laughs> I find yeah, him more yeah, of a comic his, relief. His, no, no, but... no. His demeanor is starchy, but he's so not. He's so over-the-top silly and goofy and enjoyable. And it just plays yeah, against that and that, it's so good that's true that's why i'm hoping they introduce the nanny i kind of think they might have in a different form the nanny might happen i because I, I mean think if mike i got the mice and i got the dude yeah, yeah, yeah. introduced her i think they might have <laughs> but, but either way oh yeah but oh oh it doesn't stop there because like we can go on forever on how we didn't realize how much of a badass Laura was because she didn't lead or act with violence like that to have to be badass that we noticed so immediately. It only came up when it came up. But again, um, but my favorite but part about her is the no. strength, the strength of the non-action stuff, like how important Hunk is and he's an engineer, how important Pidge is and they're an engineer because Pidge is an engineer. It's like these little things become so important and integral to the plot or the different ways they go about defeating the enemy coming at it straightforward forming your place of sword and cutting in half dude, the reason why Lance is my favorite is because he's none of those things but his his innate connection with his line helps them in so many ways he helps clue them in as to what that connection is supposed to be just, yeah, because he just is. He's just he is, Lance. Yeah, he does have a weird intuitive connection with his it, lion. 
Yeah, yeah. Him Not and like his hero. Line. Hero is <laughs> like the no, no. baddest <laughs> motherfucker. Lance and his line just get each other. They just do. And it's so much fun that I can say there's a chemistry between a semi-inanimate object and this goofy-ass dude. Yeah, and it works. It and yeah, hero, hero's like, of course, hero. So that's another thing. It's a new character <clears throat> entirely. It's not Sven because fuck Sven, because that was heartbreaking. But they still had Sven. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, okay, we, we can't you... spoil. We can't spoil Sven. No, we should they, be like, get... no, we should have like red letter media and have like this is the spoiler section. <laughs> you know, you can skip at this because <laughs> honestly, there's just so much good stuff you do want to talk about that is kind of spoilery. See, if we do that, though, I'm going to have to actually get up and make myself a drink. I'm going to have to start drinking if we go and talk about Sven. Well, no, we can't because you didn't watch the... You haven't finished the season. No, no, I'm talking about OG Sven. But unless... OG Sven. OG Sven. Uh, This the feels. Um, But again, super well done. Super good. Motherfucker died like Duke, but they didn't let him die. Like they didn't let Duke die. And that's why Sven was back. And even... Vultron, and even going so far know. as to having a Robotech cameo in, yeah. early, in the early part. I appreciate yeah, it. Roy Falker. Yeah. <laughs> that Falker over there. But you know what? Yeah. Thundercats did have a reboot, and it did okay. For mm, toys. Yeah. Didn't sell toys. No, the, both. The difference between Voltron and Thundercat is the Thundercats reboot is that Voltron, the people who are making it, aren't expecting toys. They're making a cartoon for Netflix. Meanwhile, the people who were behind the Thundercats wanted to sell toys, and they couldn't. Yeah. And mind you, I did watch the cartoon. I wasn't a huge fan of it, but I didn't think it was a bad cartoon. I thought it was going someplace, and it might have gone even further if it had the chance to breathe. I watched the whole thing. I watched the whole thing. I gave it the chance of chances, and the second... They gave Panther rubber bear arms. I knew. I knew this was a crap show. They gave him burbel arms, Mike. Rubber ro- ro- bear, rubber burble yeah. arms. They gave him rubber burble arms. Come on, man. And they were at- goofy. They were like. He became a wiggly arms. man at a fucking. He became the 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 the, the car wash wiggly man arms. Okay, but is That's- it? A- Freaking terrible. Oh, right, but is it a better move than what Thundercats Roar was doing? Yes. All yes, right, but then. again, that's only because no one ever expects you to go below okay. the barrel. He-Man, he, <laughs> yeah, He-Man had two reboots after its original run. The one that I, everyone wants to forget, which is the one in space and the future. Actually, they're all in space, but this one was in the future, which everyone would like to forget because that was a terrible He-Man rendition. And then like Flash Gordon. <laughs> and then the other He-Man reboot, I can't remember its name either, but the third He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. Oh, okay. Masters of the Universe. I didn't, I wasn't a huge fan of that one, but I understood that it was good for the new generation to watch and they might like it and they might glom onto it. No, it was cool. It was No, no, cool. no, it really wasn't that bad because I got to the end of that too. And you know what? They too went out of their way to try to connect the history and the nostalgia of the show. That the show didn't even have. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That the show didn't look, have. They it. gave. Look, look. All right. I may not. I may not be um, Bo's like slob nobbin of He Man, like you know. But I watched He Man too. 
He-Man was a garbage show when he came out. Hey, hey, you shut your filthy whore mouth. He-Man no, no. was amazing. It was a okay. trash show. It was a garbage show. I collected so many of the figures. Emma got this Masters of the Universe book, which basically details the toy line, the cartoon, everything, like the history of it. Right? And she would point out the toys and say, did you have this one? And I'm surprised that I had a lot of the ones that were on that list. And I'm remembering that I was a huge fan back when I was five, six. And now I look at it and go, whoa. Garbage! <laughs> Let me tell you something about He-Man, motherfucker. Because now I got to talk. He-Man was the only toys that I had that I burned. That's a big deal. Mike collected a lot of toys. All right. He made I had... I had fights. No one's ever accused you of having good taste, Mike. It's fine. <laughs> I had my toys have fights, and I'd take an aerosol can and a lighter and have it blast into the chest of a He-Man figure until it's seared through because someone just beat him with a fire blast. I didn't give a fuck about them. I felt no attachments to them. You can keep your mecha neck. You can keep your hose nose. You can keep your stankor. You can keep your grizzlor. You can in, keep in your fact. freaking modulock. You can keep your skeletor. You can keep your battle damage. Skeletor, you can keep your swivel arm Skeletor. You can keep I okay, alright. I did like I did like the battle cat. You did like the battle damage stuff, didn't you? No, no, no. I like the battle cat. Fuck the battle. The battle damage stuff is just a chest piece that's it gonna break. It doesn't matter what you think. It's amazing. It was too late, Bo. It was off. It was a battle damage chest that eventually doesn't stay on battle damaged. Yeah, that's well, what happened. Yeah. That's what happens to all the this battle damage chests. It was lame. And it yes, was battle lame. cat was cool and. And, and so was Skeletor's the panther, uh, pa uh, panthro or panther. Ooh. Panthor. Look. Panthor, yeah, yeah. I forgot you, they were not that imaginative. Yeah. No, none of them were. You that could do show was called Mechanic and he had a mechanical neck. That's the problem though. <laughs> that's the problem. That's, See that's G.I. Joe no 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 no. G.I. Joe and Transformers had people behind it that you could almost say, yeah, they were interested in selling toys, but they were also interested in it being kinda cool. He man had yeah. none of that. He-Man was a bunch yeah. of Swedes doing cocaine, trying to come up with the <laughs> stupidest thing they can to sell to kids, and they actually bought it. Because when you have a guy named Fakor, Fakor, who's just no, no, his no, job sir. is he's a faker. Sir, no. Fakor. The bottom of that barrel is not Fakor, it's Molar. Okay? He's not even an actual He-Man character. No, he's not, but that didn't stop San Diego Comic-Con from making him an exclusive. Stinkor? <laughs> Stinkor. Stinkor. Stinkor was an Mantena. actual character. Mantena. <laughs> let's go Mantena. back to Mecha Neck. Like, in any way, if I call myself the Masters of the Universe and I surround myself with people who are supposed to be the Masters of the Universe. The fuck is he doing here? <laughs> this long neck brontosaurus freaking all right, on all my right. He Man is here, and these are my Masters of the Universe. Man at Arms, Master of Weapons. Tila, daughter of the sorceress. Stratos, lord of the air. Buzz off. We question why he's here, but at least the motherfucker can fly. And Mecha, why the fuck is Mechanek here? See, freaking, 
Who is he here to give tri Triclops an ego problem? What the fuck is your purpose, Mechanic? Just as man eating. Yeah, I was about to say, just as lazy. <laughs> man man e faces. Oh, it's you changed your face. Congratulations. You got It's not even many faces. It's three. He had three. <laughs> it wasn't many. It's man e faces. Yes, which is a play of many faces. He had three. He should have been a few faces. <laughs> All right? That's what he should have been. And, and what a tacky design. Because I can admit that one of his faces, the robot matches him. The human part matches him. That monster green thing, that reptile thing doesn't belong on his fleshy body. Like, like, at least make it that you can dip him in water and he changes color green or some shit like that. Hey, 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 hey. Then we got King Hiss, okay? <laughs> <coughs> that toy was awful. <laughs> the only right. thing worse than that was the GoBots rock transformers. Because who nope. in their right mind would want King Hiss was worse, Mike. King his was worse because when he transforms into his ultimate form, he becomes completely non-combative. <laughs> All right. Still, the rock could still fall on somebody. Do you not remember <laughs> that some of their awesome vehicles was a stupid dragon-headed thing that swiveled like this across yeah, that, gaps? Yeah, that weird bridge walker. Okay. That was a huge tangent on toy lines and things where we were just discussing reboots of the cartoon. The He-Man Masters of the Universe No, but I, I brought it up fine. for a reason. I brought it up for a reason. And it was amazing. I brought it up for a reason. Because when you take He-Man and the Masters of the Universe from the 80s for what it actually was, that second reboot was brilliant. <laughs> All right? It was brilliant because they took these characters who the only origin was a guy picked up a sword and said randomly by the power of Grayskull and became He-Man. That is the only origins in He-Man. That's it. They took this entire thing and was like, and then there was the ancient wizard Keldor who acid had melted his face and he became Skeletor and the secrets of Castle Grayskull are held at lock and key by the magic sword of He-Man and they they gave all this backstory to shit that I, yes, I'm sorry, we both know did not deserve it because He-Man is garbage. No, no, he's talking Mike, about it was cocaine-fueled 80s. Oh, okay. No, no, I'm talking about the reboot. I'm oh, talking the reboot? About the, re yeah. the reboot was good. Because they took stir-fried garbage and showed you and it I'm wasn't a turd to polish. It was just... He-Man's 80s cartoon was basically a brainstorm that never left the brainstorm table. Look, we or we, we all know what it really was, okay? So a couple of guys in the 80s were doing a few lines of coke. They were talking about some guy at a gym. All right, He was doing steroids. He uh, had a guy named Dr. Grayskull really or about. whatever. And he had the power. All right, and he got really big and swole. All right, there's another there's another show specifically streamed on Netflix called uh, The Toys We Love. Mm. The Toys We Love, watch it, bro. It is. I already great have. I know yeah, yeah. where where it all comes from and yeah, how it yeah, happens. Yeah. Oh my God, He Man was stir fried garbage. Look, look, the thing the thing <laughs> is though, the only reason why I was arguing about the Thur Thundercat reboot being okay was because I can understand that after a while another generation might take over and want their own version. And I'm fine with that. That's why when I argue with a Star Wars prequel fan, the few I know who are Star Wars prequel fans, I can understand... Oh, I into a lot of them. Yeah, I can understand that that's their childhood, that they own that one, and they like it, and that's them. And I can, I can understand yeah, I, that. As long as it's not 
utter terrible stuff like Thundercats Roar, which is, I don't know who that one was for. Because <laughs> no one cares about it, it seems. Like, that thing that thing is drowned in, in hate. Because, because I, <laughs> right. I, th- I, think I personally they, think it was made out of hate. Yeah, I think what they were trying to do was catch the ki- the people, the adults who'd watch Steven Universe and Adventure Time and, you know, that kind of audience who would like Thundercats too. I mean, who used but to they, watch Thundercats. But that audience likes Thundercats. Mm. Yeah, I but... They just handed yeah. it to some idiot kid who thought he, what he knew what he was doing and <laughs> couldn't be a grown-up enough to shave, cut his top knot off and <laughs> so release the... And release the pressure of resting his brain from thinking clearly, okay? Because the kid sounded really stupid, like he actually grew up watching Thundercats. No, he doesn't look nearly old enough to have grown up watching Thundercats. He might have watched the follow-up that we're talking about, he but I assure still grown you, up watching Thundercats. No, 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 he no, said, no, no. No, in the interview, he said specifically his brothers watched it, and he was there. So I'm assuming he must have been like three years old, or you know, a toddler. Who's watching stuff with his older brothers? Uh, Bo, my, my, my nephew has grown up watching Galaxy Rangers. <laughs> I understand that, but the way he implies it is that he grew up with this stuff, and I'm like, he no. He could have. Nah. He didn't. That's not what he, he said. He didn't. If he, he did, he never would have let this reach the point that it did. But you see, the thing is, I watched Teen Titans, and I liked it a lot. I remember that. Then this I watched Young Justice. like some episodes of Teen Titans Go. No, I actually like Teen Titans Go. I understand. Mike is the only reason I watch any of Teen Titans Go. I understand it as another product entirely, and I could live with that. You, you get it? Because yeah, I know I get that. Yeah. Because I mean, it brought a different but, spirit. Yeah, to the it thing. was actually fun. Yeah. That you know, both shows are good for different reasons, and they both attracted different audiences. And I'm one of the few people who. Like, I know that went from one to the other. And I'm not saying I watch Teen Titans Go regularly. No, I actually did watch Teen Titans regularly, not Teen Titans Go. But I can see the enjoyment in that. It being a different thing. So that's why I can understand that a reboot doesn't necessarily have to keep the old crowd around. And it can... No, it doesn't. Yeah, it can be something new, yes. I just think Thundercats Roar went about it badly. And I'm having a hard time putting my finger on what they did wrong. Like, is it that they alienated the old audience by what the what they were going for? And um, no, no, it's it's simple, Mike. It's really simple. Not only did they not have an audience, what audience that would be paying attention to anything that has the title Thundercats would not be into what they put out. All right. If we want comedy in our Thundercats, um, Robot Chicken has been doing that for quite some time now. We don't need every episode on it. And the kind of comedy that they're doing isn't adult comedy, which is the audience that would be interested. You get what I'm saying? It's child comedy on something that only adults would care about. You get it? So they, they, they missed the shot on that, to be honest with you. They didn't they weren't aware of where their product would be received. But I think I can say that about a lot of things, including Star Wars, Mike, and all the rest of it. That's all contentious right now. I think when you're talking about venerable franchises that go past a certain time frame, you really need to be savvy about who your demographic is and how you're handling it. But the difference with Star Wars is, is Star Wars has a fan base 
from womb to like 50 right now. <laughs> All right. Nonetheless, like, there is an entire generation of kids who have no fucks to give when it comes to Star Wars. Because they were, they were in between them. the prequels and the originals. Oh, you haven't? And I'll introduce you to them. Oh, you two, you, your niece and nephew. Yeah, they're not and they're not the only and, ones. And it's funny I've to plenty of because kids. it isn't like I've pushed them. I never pushed them. I said, "Would you like to?" They said, "No." <laughs> I moved on. Yeah, you know, and it's not, yeah, but 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 you've already said that you know they're a little weird when it comes to certain things. Yeah, but yeah, in other ways. But it, it it doesn't invalidate things like Ghostbusters and other things where there's clearly a demographic and you miss it. Well, or you want to capture that demographic a little bit because and there's you a still kid audience because there is a kid audience for Star Wars because there's kids who watch Star Wars stuff still. I'll say this about Ghostbusters. Well, they watch Rebels, which is its maybe. yeah. Ghostbusters is its own topic. I was never drawn to it that. But big. I, I'm 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 bringing it in context as a venerable franchise. You know what I mean? Like something you bring back well after the fact, uh, and it doesn't work. I can't understand why it's held up the way it is. Because, yeah, the first one was really good, okay. I wasn't a fan second of it. second one was, wasn't as good. Wasn't yeah, as good. I wasn't a fan of the first one, but I can understand why people like it. But the second one? So what are franchise being built on? <laughs> Just, I, I don't get that one. One really good movie. <laughs> and people watch it over and over. Some, some movies are rewatchable. Look at Star Wars. Lord knows we've been watching those same three episodes so many times. It happens. And people like them, and they don't like you messing with them. Yeah, I get it. I get um, it. So, like with Voltron, thank you so much for getting that right, tonally. Well, well, they got Shira coming out next. Same I, people. I'm going to wait and see. I can't, based on Voltron, I can't poo-poo it out of hand. Yeah. So I have to just wait and watch. They got what coming out? That's what's next out of DreamWorks Animation. What's coming out? Shira. I would have I would have maybe wanted them to do Thundercats, but oh well. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know, I was kind of thinking that too when I first saw the, you win so many first, saw the first Voltron. <laughs> I was like, you know. And I think we can leave it at that, you know? You know, you win some and you lose some. Sometimes you get somebody who picks up a property and does something amazing with it. And sometimes you just you get a bad draw and you get Thundercats roar. What I'm hearing about... Shira is they're not going for comedy they're going for epic adventure and the reason why they chose Shira yes, he over He-Man's sister the reason why they chose Shira over He-Man is only one reason the fact that um, she has on in her setting there's an entire world that has been conquered and it has to be taken back as opposed to He-Man is part of the side that runs the world and there's this small band that's trying to take it it was it was odds and I see that because you could do no, more. No, no, epic I, with that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, absolutely. I mean, that that's baked into Shira's uh, mythos and backstory. <clears throat> Although you didn't see that in their '80s thing, because um, uh, Hordak was Hordak was clown shoes. I'm sorry, he was, clown he was shoes, than but Skeletor. They were always going back to their resistance camp, and that sort of ties it right into the, the current. The only reason why Skeletor was better was because he had a style about him about losing. Whereas Hordak just doesn't have a style at all. See, that's what makes Cobra Yeah, I know. I want to see what they do with Hordak. Because Hordak is basically Apocalypse. Because that's why, that's why, that's why uh, everyone loves Cobra Commander. 
yeah, he was a loser, but it's the way he lost. <laughs> he, had, he had a style that no loss could... He lost with style, motherfucker! <laughs> no, it's no one retreats like Cobra! Not only that, it's like no loss touches him. <laughs> it's, it's the same thing with Skeletor. It doesn't matter how you uh, can beat. No, no. One, lo one loss, one time touched him. That damn it was dog. In, it, 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 it was... <laughs> that eh, eh, why... Why do I feel so happy? <laughs> eh? Why are you uh, licking my bony face? This is weird. Uh, <laughs> I don't understand. I, Christmas I feel joy. Yeah. What is this? Again, God damn you, Christmas. Again, that's why I compare Skeletor, Skeletor, and Cobra Commander. They had a style about losing. Most villains don't Actually, have that style. Skeletor focused on his losses. He just never pointed it at himself. Right. That's what you have cohorts and minions for, so you can tell them they're terribly inept. You blundering buffoons! Or that's why you make sure you... Because let's face it, the only cool member of Skeletor's team was Evil Lynn. All of the... Oh, Evelyn? Yeah. All the others were... You had an orange ape as your main henchman. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Trap Triclops, at least Triclops and Trap Joe were garbage. Kind of cool. Uh, no, they weren't. No, no, they no. weren't. No, they weren't. They were. They were morons. See, so Skeletor. <clears throat> that's why Skeletor could preserve. Meanwhile, Cobra Commander somehow he pulled it off when he has a guy like Destro near him. Because let's face it, Destro was pretty cool. No, that's the thing. Uh, Cobra Commander was surrounded by really effective people. That's it. He was the reason <laughs> they <laughs> failed. Consistently and constantly. Skeletor, it's quite the opposite. Skeletor was was surrounded by morons and boobs. And that's and that's why we get Jedra the movie where they finally have enough and tell him about himself. They fail anyway. And no, you see, the, the problem yeah, with G.I. Joe was they constantly introduced this new level of hype guy. And don't get me wrong, I love Serpentor. But they introduced this new level of hype guy who's a failure, too. You know? No, no, it's, no, no, it's, no, 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 no. Like That's not his fault. Remember, they got spiked on some of the DNA. Okay? <laughs> they lost somebody in the mix, and he was a flawed Oh, yes. Speaking leader. of reboots... Remember G.I. Joe Resolute? That was awesome. Yes. Yeah, G.I. Joe Resolute was cool. That was that was specifically was based off of grim. the 80s cartoon. Not the and comic was, or anything like that. And it was like aimed that. squarely at us, but... Because Storm Shadow was still evil. Well, that's why I think... That's why I think Hollywood should do these kinds of reboots... Well, they did. With us Didn't in mind. Like the last two G.I. Joe movies? What? <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, like, Voltron. The reason why Voltron is cool is because, again, I'll watch it, and hey, I'll bring my son... If I had a son, or even my daughter, if I had a daughter, but you know, I'll bring my kids along with it too, and maybe there's a chance you'll attract other kids individually. Hey, come see our violence, children. I think you'll enjoy it better than your violence. <laughs> <laughs> well, folks, uh, today we had a lot of fun uh, talking about all things uh, '80s and animated and uh, flashbacks and throwbacks and reboots uh, that went with them callbacks and reboots uh the the highs and the lows of cartoons of animated funness and we even touch a little bit about up on uh some of the hilarious hijinks of dc well, Warner yeah, brothers they, and everything in between yeah they just sat through this bo so they're very well aware <laughs> all right sorry 
We hope you had as much fun uh, hearing us talk about this as we had talking about this. As we also squeezed our way through many a technical difficulty. See ya! Later, I will see ya later. Bye-bye, hater. I will see ya later. Bye-bye, see y'all later.